Well, thank you, Josh, so much. We're excited that you and Brittany are here. And it was my privilege to be able to have lunch with Josh here a couple of weeks ago and spend a little bit of time with he and Brittany uh, on Friday evening. So well, we're excited about what God has in store. Thank you for sharing with us this morning. And uh, thank you for being here, being part of this Mother's Day Sunday. What a, what a special day. I recognize it is a... Uh, Joyful day for many. It is maybe a bit of a sad day for others. Maybe this is the first Mother's Day without your mom. Um, maybe you and your mom didn't have the best of relationships growing up. There's all, all kinds of things that, uh, that all kinds of emotions that can swirl around on a day like today, and I recognize that. And for that reason, I, I want to take a point of departure today. We've been studying verse by verse, working our way through the book of Philippians. This morning, I want to talk to you about something else. The most important thing that there is in the whole world. I want to talk to you this morning about love, and I want to present it to you by way of three truths. And I want to make you a promise this morning. Here's my promise to you. If you will follow the three things we're going to talk about this morning, if you will apply them to your life, if you will put them into practice, if you will work these realities out in your life, then I promise you, you're going to have a healthier life you're going to have a happier family. You're going to have a better marriage. You're going to have a more unified and productive church. You're going to get your life's priorities in order. And you're going to avoid a lot of stress and a lot of struggle if you'll just start putting these three things into practice. What do you think? Does that sound pretty good? I want to get in on this. So let's look at it together this morning. I want to begin by looking and seeing if we can't understand what is the best use of life. What is the best use of your life? Think about that. What is, what is the best thing you can possibly do with your life. What is the best thing I can do with my life? Well, do you know what God's Word says is the best use of your life? Here it is. Write it down. The best use of your life is love. That's it. The best use of your life is love. Now, that truth probably hasn't knocked you off your pew this morning. I don't see anybody out in the walkways here, but don't let the power of that truth evade you this morning. The absolute best use of your life, of my life, is love. Look at 1 Corinthians 14.1. This is the New Living Translation. It says this, let love be your highest goal. 
Do you see that word translated highest goal? That means let love be your number one priority. Let love be your primary objective. Let love be your greatest ambition. Let love be your life's purpose. I want to tell you something this morning. Listen to me carefully. Your highest goal in life is not to make money. Do you know that? Your highest goal in life is not to get to the top of your profession. Your highest goal in life is not to accumulate all of this stuff. Your highest goal in life is not to work as hard as you can so that you can get to retirement and enjoy it. Your highest goal in life is not to be popular. Your highest goal in life is not to have it your way. The Word of God says the highest goal of your life and my life, the best use of your life and my life, is love. It really is all about love. That's what God's Word says to us. Let love be your highest goal. Why should love be your highest goal? Why should loving God and loving the people God has placed in your life, why should that be the highest goal, the number one priority, the ultimate purpose of your life and my life. I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why this morning. I want you to write them down. Number one, did you know that love is the ultimate measurement of life? Love is the ultimate measurement of life. 1 Corinthians, that should say 13.3, my, my fault there. 1 Corinthians 13.3 says this, no matter what I say, what I believe, or what I do, I am bankrupt without love. Do you see that? I can say anything. I can believe anything. Listen, church, I can achieve anything in life, but if my life is not motivated by love, if it is not driven by love, if love is not my highest goal, then God's Word says I have missed it. I've missed it. I've missed it completely. I'm bankrupt. One day a guy came to Jesus and he said, uh, Jesus, can you, uh, can you give me a quick summary of the Bible? Can you give me sort of the, the Cliff's Notes version of what God says is really important in life? And Jesus said, I sure can. I can do that. And in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus responding to this question said, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all your soul and with all of your strength and with all of your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said if you really want to know what life is all about, if you really want to understand what God says is the most important thing in life, the real measurement of life, here it is. It's about loving relationships. It's not about your achievements it's not about your acquisition of things. It's not about what you can accomplish in life. It's not about getting your way. It is about relationships. It's about your relationship with God, number one, 
And then it is about your relationships with the very special people that God has placed into your life. That's the bottom line. You measure life by these relationships. Now, if that's true, and the Bible says that it is, I have to ask myself, why is it so often that our relationships seem to get the short end of the stick? You know, when we've got all this stuff piling up on us, we'll make commitments to all kinds of other things. We'll do all kinds of other stuff, but we'll pull back. We'll, we'll push away from those relationships. We'll pull back in our relationship with God. We'll, we'll cut back on our relationship with our spouse or our kids, our friends, the people who really care about us. Because we get so busy with all of these other things that we think are most important. Can I tell you something this morning? There is nothing more important than your relationships. Your relationship with God. Your relationship with other people. Nothing is more important. That's what God says. The ultimate measurement of your life and my life is love. It's not making a living. It's not getting the job done. It's not paying the bills. It's not making the progress. It's not achieving the goal. Life is about love. It is about those loving relationships that we need to have each and every day with God and with the people he has placed in our lives. Love is the ultimate measurement of life. There's a second reason why love ought to be your highest goal. Not only is it the ultimate measurement in life, but do you understand this morning that love is the only thing that's going to last? Love is the only thing that's, that's going to last. Everything else God's Word said is going to burn up, it's going to decay, it's going to fall apart. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, There are three things that will endure, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is what? It's love. Love is all that's going to last. Listen, if I ask you this morning, how many of you would like to leave a lasting legacy behind? You want to leave a legacy for your spouse. You want to leave a legacy for your kids and your grandkids. You want to leave a legacy for the folks who come behind you. You want your life to really count. You want it to have made a difference when your life on this earth is over. If I ask you that question this morning, I hope that every one of you would raise your hand and say, yes, I want to leave that kind of legacy. Well, how can you leave that kind of positive impact? How can you leave that kind of legacy after you die? Well, the Bible tells us. It's love. Love is the greatest legacy you can possibly leave. I, I can promise you, your greatest legacy will not be your work. It will not be your accomplishments. It will not be your achievements. We think that's what people will remember, but I need to burst your bubble this morning, okay? Five years from now, nobody's going to remember what you did. In fact, five minutes from now, most people are not going to remember what you did. They don't care. None of that stuff really matters. I've... Uh, in my ministry through the years, I've had a whole lot of opportunity 
to stand beside people who are getting ready to take that step from time out into eternity, to stand by those deathbeds, to, to gather around those folks and their, uh, their family members there in, in those moments. And I, I want to tell you something. I have never, not once, not a single solitary time as I have stood beside someone on his or her deathbed when that person was about to step out into eternity. Never once did I hear a person say, would you bring me my diplomas so that I could look at those one more time? Would you take those plaques off the wall and put them in my hand so I could just feel them one more time? Would you bring me my certificates? Would you bring me my awards? Would you slip that gold watch that I got for 25 years of service? Would you put that on my wrist just one more time? I have never heard anybody ask for that. Why? Because we don't surround ourselves with stuff like that when life is ending. What do we want around us at a time like that? I can tell you, we want the people we love around us. And we want the people who love us around us. Listen, you're going to eventually find out in your final moments of life what really counts and what's really important. So why don't you discover it sooner? Why don't you learn that lesson right now? Why wait till you're on your deathbed to find out that things and accomplishments and getting your way in life just don't matter? I want to encourage you to do something. From this day forward and for the rest of your life, when you wake up in the morning, I want you to pray a prayer and I want you to say, God, if I don't get anything else done today, and I may not get anything else done today, but if I don't get anything else done today, I want to spend time with you and I want to spend time with the people that you've placed in my life. I want to I love you, and I want to love these special people who are part of my life. Are, are you with me? See, the most important thing in your life, are, it's not your achievements, it's not your awards, it's, it's not what you do, it's not who you impress, it's not whether or not you get to the top. The greatest use of your life is and always will be love. It's all about love. It really is. Now, let's look at something else. Let's talk about the best expression of love. I don't know if we've got any spelling bee winners in here or not this morning, but... I want to tell you how to spell love. I, I, I don't know how many of you, this will date me a little bit. Some of you might remember the old commercial that said, how do you spell relief? And they spelled it out R-O-L-A-I-D-S, right? Rolades. <laughs> I, I want to tell you how to spell love. You ready? Here's how you spell love. T, 
I-M-E. Time. That's how you spell love. The best expression of love, church, is time. You see, time is your most, most precious commodity. You only have a certain amount of it. God has already determined, He has already decided exactly, exactly how many seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, and years you get. And He's already determined how many of those I get. And I can promise you, you're not going to get any more time. Now, you can always figure out a way how to get more money. You, you, can, you can figure out a way to get more stuff if that's important to you. But listen, you cannot get more time. So whenever, here's, here's, the, here's the great thing about time. When you give someone your time, you're giving somebody a portion of your life that you will never, ever get back. That's why it is, it is the most important way that you can express your love to someone. And that's why, by the way, it is never enough just to tell your husband or your wife that you love him or that you love her. That is why it is never just enough to tell your kids or your parents that you love them. It's never enough just to say to your church family, I love you. The proof of your love, church, is not your words. It is your focused attention. It is the time that you proactively give to those relationships. Your time is your life. 1 John 3, 18, look at this. Our love should not be just words and talk. It must be true love which which shows itself how? In what? Action. Now be careful here. Be very careful here because John's not talking about just giving someone something. He's he's not talking about just saying something to someone. You can say something to someone. You can even give something to someone and still not have very much of a relationship, right? The giving that John is talking about here is the giving of yourself. It is the giving of your life's energy. It is the giving of who you are and all you are. God wanted to have a relationship with you. What did he do? He gave himself, right? He gave himself in the person of Jesus Christ. Ephesians 5.2, live a life filled with love following the example of Christ who loved you and gave himself as a sacrifice to take away your sins. Do you see the words there? Gave himself as a sacrifice. I want to tell you something this morning. If it's not sacrifice, it's not real love. If it's not giving out of the depth of who you are, giving of your energy, giving of your focus, giving of your time in a significant way, it is not real love. I want to say something to the students here today in particular. So wherever you are, students, 
You're, you're coming into a time in your life where someone might say to you, I'm talking about someone other than your family member, might say to you, hey, I love you. Somebody's going to tell you that he or she loves you. But it's going to be because of what they want from you. It's going to be all about them. It's going to be what they want. Please don't be fooled by that. Real love is always going to be modeled after the pattern of Christ. It's going to be real love that seeks your highest good. It's going to be a kind of love that, that elevates you, that lifts you up, that maximizes who you are, not denigrates who you are. That's real love. Anything else is counterfeit. Anything else is fake. Anything else is self-seeking because if it's not about sacrifice, it's not real love. If it's not about giving of yourself, it's not real love. Real love means giving up my time. It means giving up my energy. It means giving up my resources for the benefit of someone else. Listen to me this morning. Please hear it carefully. The best use of life is love, and the best expression of love is time. It's sacrifice of self. So if you're going to give time to those important relationships, your relationship with God, first of all, and then your relationship with those special people in your life, listen to me, you may have to make some tough choices. You may have to determine that maintaining your present level of income just isn't that important if it's keeping you apart. And you, you might need to start looking for another job. You may have to decide that your family's more important than, than achieving some personal goal or reaching some personal ambition. So you might need to start rearranging some priorities in your life. You may need to decide this morning that your spiritual relationship with God, your spiritual life, is more important than your social life. It's more important than your financial life. More important than your professional life. So you might need to start saying no to a lot of things you're doing so that you can start saying yes to the thing that's really important in your life. Listen to me. Whatever it takes, okay? Whatever it takes, you need to do whatever it takes to make sure that you can give the best expression of love to God and to those people in your life, and that is time. So whatever it takes, my friend, whatever you need to do to be able to give that time to God and to give that time to those important people in your life. I'll tell you this, whatever's really important in your life is easily discernible, easily discernible by how you spend your time and who you spend it with. I can tell you exactly what's important to you. I just got to look at your calendar. For too many of us, it's our job. It's chasing after achievements, popularity. It's climbing the ladder. 
It's making sure things go our way. Listen to me, the best use of your life is love. It needs to be your highest goal. And the best expression of love is the time you give to those relationships. So let me close with this. Let's talk about the best time to love. Okay, we know the best use of life, the best expression of love and the best time to love. Do you know when the best time to love is? I bet you do. The best time to love is now. Right now. The best time to give time to those important relationships in your life is now. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not when things settle down. Not when you get everything figured out. But now, today, right now, this minute. Look at some verses here, three of them. Galatians 6.10, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Ephesians 5.16, make every minute count. Proverbs 3.27.28, whenever you possibly can, do good to those who need it. Never tell your neighbors, never tell your spouse, never tell your kids, never tell your parents, never tell your, your Christian family to wait until tomorrow. If you can help them right now. Over and over again, the Bible tells us to do what we know is the right thing to do and do it now. I don't know how many of you may recognize the name Harry Chapin. He was a famous singer, songwriter, really had worldwide acclaim, sold over 16 million records, famous for his... Um, folk rock and pop rock songs. He was a Grammy Award winner, inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. One of the songs that Harry Chapin became very famous for was a song entitled The Cats in the Cradle. Interestingly, Harry Chapin did not write the words to that song. They were written by his wife, Sandy. And Harry always said that the inspiration for those words written by his wife was his own life on the road and the struggle that Sandy had trying to raise their children alone. Harry Chapin wasn't even home when his son was born. And he always said this song haunted him. You might remember it, the lyrics go like this. My child arrived just the other day. He came into the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking for I knew it, and as he grew, he said, I want to be like you, Dad. You know, I want to be like you. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you coming home, Dad? I don't know when, but... We'll get together then, yeah, you know, we'll have a good time then. Well, my boy turned 10 just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, Dad. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today. I got a lot to do. He said, that's okay. And he turned and walked away, but his smile never dimmed. He said, I want to be like him. Yeah, you know, I want to be like him. 
Well, he came from college just the other day, so much like a man, I just had to say, son, I'm proud of you. Can you sit for a while? He shook his head and he said with a smile, what I'm feeling like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys. See you later. Can I have them, please? And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you coming home, son? I don't know when, but we'll get together then. Yeah, you know, we'll have a good time then. Well, I've long since retired. My son moved away. I called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see you if you don't mind. He said, I'd love to, Dad, if I could find the time. But see, the new job's a hassle and the kids have the flu. But it's been sure nice talking to you, Dad. It's been sure nice talking to you. And as I hung up the phone, it occurred to me, he had grown up just like me. Yeah, my boy was just like me. And the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you coming home, son, I don't know when, but we'll get together then. Yeah, you know, we'll have a good time then. Harry Chapin was killed in an automobile accident on the Long Island Expressway on July the 16th. 1981. He was just 38 years old. Before he died, the week before he died, he said to his wife, Sandy, you know, we all seem to learn life's lessons too late. Wow. Unfortunately, that statement describes a lot of people. We learn life's lessons too late. If it describes you, I want to ask you a question this morning. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You know, if if you're in a timed race and you have only so much time to get from point A to point B and you find yourself lagging way behind at a certain point, you really only have two options available to you. Number one, you can decide, well, I'm, I'm, I'm so far back, I, 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 I'm running so far behind that, that I'll never catch up, and so you just give up. Or, number two, you can decide that you're going to pick up the pace. You can decide that you're going to make up some ground, and you can give it all you've got the rest of the way until you reach the finish line. Some of you here this morning may need to pick up the pace in the best use of your life. You need to pick up the pace in the best expression of that love. And you need to pick up the pace in understanding that the best time to love is right now. So who do you need to start spending more time with? What do you need to start cutting out of your schedules so that you can spend more time with the really important people in your life so that you can go after the things in life that really count? I'll let you in on a secret this morning. There's no blanks there for you to fill out, so you're going to have to write this down all by yourself if you want to write it down. Here's my secret for you today. Listen to it carefully.
you're going to be too old too soon. I don't care what your age is this morning, the youngest of you here to the most senior saint among us, listen to me carefully. You're going to be too old too soon. And if you're not very, very careful, you're going to be too wise too late. You're going to be too old too soon. And if you're not very, very careful, you're going to be too wise too late. Don't let that happen. The best use of your life is love. The best expression of love is time. And my friend, the time to love is now. Circumstances change. People die. Children grow up and move away. Things happen. Do what you need to do. Do it now. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed us how much He loved us by sending His one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through Him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love one another. It's all about love. It really, really, really is. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this time on this Mother's Day Sunday. Father, I thank You for an opportunity to take a hard look at life and our life's priorities. And I pray you will help us this morning to understand, to see more clearly maybe than we ever have before that we really do only have this small slice of life, this tiny increment of time that that you have entrusted to us, and it is intensely precious. And we're to use this portion of life that you have entrusted to us. And it is to be driven, motivated by love. Love for you, number one. Love for the people you have brought into our lives, our our family, our friends, our church family, our extended family, people we work with, people we go to school with. The best use of our life, God, help us to understand, is love. It is the real measurement of life. It is the only thing we're going to carry into eternity with us. We won't carry anything else but those loving relationships, our relationship with you, and our relationship with those special people in our lives.
Well, God, help us to understand this morning the best expression of that love is time. It is sacrificial giving of ourselves. It's not our words. It's our focused attention. It's our sacrifice to build up others, to encourage others, to walk alongside of others. God, help us to realize we're not promised another moment, another breath. And if we're lagging behind, God, I pray today would be a day when we begin to pick up the pace, when we love our spouses more, when we love our kids more, we love our parents more. Because we don't know that we're going to be here. We don't know that they're going to be here. We we have no control over life, God. You, You have numbered our days, but we don't know what they are. Help us to understand that the best time to love is right now. Help us, God, to understand that this is what really counts. This is what really matters. We might become a people who have been transformed by your love, and then out of that transformation, we become those who pour that same transformational love into the lives of the people around us. It's all that really matters. It's all that's going to last. really, really is. So, Lord, if we need to make decisions today, if, if some of our relationships aren't what they ought to be, if uh, some of our decisions haven't been what they should have been, if some of our goals and priorities in life need to shift and need to change, may today, God, be that new beginning that we might leave a lasting legacy to those who will come behind us the same legacy you left in the person of Christ, that incredible legacy of sacrificial love. Move in our hearts, Father. May we make decisions today that would be in keeping with your great and grand purposes for our lives, for your kingdom is our prayer in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? We're going to sing together. These altars are open. I'll be here to pray with you. Other staff will be here to pray with you if you would like us to do that. If you need to come at the point of the message this morning, if you need to come to give your heart and your life to Christ, the one who loved you with that great sacrificial love, if you need to unite with this church family, your time to respond. We're going to sing together. All to Jesus I surrender. And as you sing that song, you make the decision He leads you to make this morning. Come on now as we sing.